Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that everything is going good in your neck of the world. <laughs> I would have said woods, but I don't know. Maybe you live at the beach. I don't know where you live. I just wanted to say hey, and I hope that whenever and wherever you are, that you're thinking for yourself and not being bullied into the ideas and thoughts and habits of other people because you're an individual and you deserve to live your best life in your best way. And that doesn't always include following other people's ideas for what that might be. And where this is coming from is today I had a weird experience. This person I had met Oh, God, probably on a dating site. I honestly don't remember, but I think it was a dating site. I think it was OkCupid, and I would have to say about eight years ago, <laughs> like eight or nine years ago. Maybe, you know, because let's see, my husband and I broke up like 11 years ago, so it must have been about nine years ago, something like that. I had a vision I was going to find my one true love on a dating site and so I joined 30 <laughs> and the person I'd been dreaming about I did find him he was on Craigslist that cheap bastard <laughs> but we're still good friends today we dated for well about almost two years but we're still good friends he's my near twin flame he's not my real my 100% true twin flame so we had to part ways and he found a woman who looks a lot like me, ironically, and that's his twin. So that's cool. She has five kids, so I, I my heart goes out to him. <laughs> it's a lot to deal with. But anyway, that has nothing to do with anything. But during that time when I was looking for him, there was this person who seemed really cool, positive, amazing, and he and I became friends. And he lived like in Texas, and I'm like, well... I, I'm not moving to Texas. And he says, well, I just got a really good job here. I'm not leaving. I'm like, all right, so we're just going to be friends. I knew he wasn't my twin anyway. But, um, you know, we had some very basic differences, I guess. And But we decided let's be friends. Let's add each other on Facebook. Well, he had also added me on Instagram in time. And we kept in touch a little bit here, a little bit there. And then um, he said something that was kind of, like he's trying to he's trying to make his brand on Instagram where he's helping people saying things that will help people and inspire people and a couple of his posts seemed very 
uh, narrow-minded and judgmental of the people he was purporting to help. And finally, after several postings, I kind of mentioned it, and he kind of bit my head off. And I was very nice about it, but I was like, okay, whatever. Well, he started doing this on Facebook Messenger, like, only this week. And he said that he was looking for his goddess, you know, and when they find each other, they will help each other uh, detox together for one year so that he could learn to trust her. And that, that like made me shake my head. I'm like, SMDH, man, I am shaking my damn head over this. Like, what? If you're looking to rescue somebody or be rescued by somebody or you're looking for somebody to buddy up with to improve your life and you're waiting for that person to come into your life so that you can move forward to improve yourself then it's probably a big indication that you're not ready for a relationship you know um, if you want to rescue someone you're not ready You want to be rescued by someone, you're not ready. You have to, as as a couple, you have to be the two pillars that move forward together in the same direction of your dreams in order for you to hold up your house. You've got to hold up your roof together. You can't just expect one person to hold up the roof while the other one leans on the strong one. You just can't do it. That's not healthy. It's not emotionally healthy. So in a private message, I said, why don't you start improving yourself now? Because I bet you're, I bet you that your true love, your goddess is out there already right now, improving herself. She's probably not in your life because she's not ready yet. She's there to, she's trying to improve herself before she puts herself out there. And if you're not ready because you haven't done the work also, maybe it won't work out. So, hey, you know, just, just, you know, just food for thought, you know, free advice, whatever. You know, don't uh, sit around waiting for somebody. Do it now. Life's too short to not do it now, you know. And so, and then I I said something about, um, I don't know. Yeah, I just said about rescuing people or or being rescued. And and that can mean in a wide variety of ways. And so he's like, well, I'm talking about detoxing the body. And I am a raw vegan. And this is how I eat. And and then I just thought, oh, good. You know, I said, oh, that's really good. Good for you. I'm glad you're getting healthy. That's amazing. And I said, you know, I, I was a vegetarian for nine years. And it almost killed me. I have health issues from being an asthmatic my whole life where my inhalers hurt my my uh, kidneys, my adrenal glands. And if I um, don't eat meat, it's very bad for my body. I have to. I had, I tried. I wanted to go that way, but I couldn't do it. And I said, so just keep in mind, you know, in case this is, you know, the truth with your one true love, I mean, you know, it's possible that... She also needs to eat meat. Maybe she can't do the raw food vegetable thing. And he says, why only eat living foods? You know, I don't believe in in harming animals or whatever. I'm like, well, 
I have a different perspective on that. Obviously I'm, I'm a native American and I, you know, believe in connecting with the spirit of the animal and we become one. It's very sacred, you know, but, uh, after my naturopathic doctor said that I needed to eat meat and not hundred percent vegetables, that changed my life. And now when I eat four ounces of meat a day, I actually have a ton of energy. Whereas before when I ate only vegetables, I would go to bed and I would just be exhausted and I would wake up and I would have gained weight. Eating vegetables makes me gain weight because that's what happens when your cortisol levels are out of control. You don't have the meat in your system and the fat in your diet to absorb it. It can ruin your body out. My body is shutting down one organ at a time. And so I have to eat the diet of my ancestors which includes a little bit of meat, a lot of vegetables and very little grains. And after eight years of knowing this person, he freaking blocked me because I said that I eat meat. He freaking blocked me. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's like a sheer sign. Like if you're not mature enough to handle an adult conversation about nutrition and how people have different requirements because of different health issues or different medicines or health conditions and that there's no one size fits all diet for any everyone out there there just isn't you know and if you can't have a, an adult conversation about a diet how the hell are you expecting to have an adult relationship with anybody i felt like what that, wow, after eight whole years of being friends-ish, you know, we were in the beginning, you know, eight years ago talking a lot more. But, I mean, that's like some kind of weird, like, he wants me to respect his plate, but he can't respect my own. There's something wrong, right? And, and then I start thinking, you know, vegans are always going off. Not all vegans, and most vegans are lovely people, but the people who are very radical and forcing their ideas and will on other people. I mean, and if you can be a vegan and you can eat raw foods and that's like your jam and you're just like, Oh hell yeah. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to do the juicing and I'm, I'm going to eat nothing but vegetables. And it makes you feel healthy and alive and amazing. Do it. That's a, that is a perfect diet. A, it doesn't cost very much. B it's good for the planet. Right. But I know for me, I couldn't do it. I eat too much uh, fruit and I get uh, yeast problems. I, I eat too much vegetables and it just zaps the life out of me. It makes my stomach enormous. I, get, I bloat from the extra uh, fibers. So I it's like I, I'm stuck eating the diet of my ancestors. <laughs> you know, it's like I accept myself. I accept that God put me in a body in which that's the case. And that's what I need. But I have met so many like radical, like fanatical vegans in the past maybe five or 10 years where they're so judgmental about what other people are going through and they're trying to act like they're compassionate. And I mean, it's just, it's not every case. Again, it's maybe, you know, 5% of the vegans I've met are like this passionate and crazy about telling you why you're such a bad person or 
you know, it's like, yeah, right. Let me lay down. Let me, let me eat all the fruits and vegetables you say. I'll lay down and die so that, you know, there you go. You feel better somehow. Not. It's like ridiculous. I feel like we all need to respect each other's plates, you know. <laughs> if I have a healthy, juicy steak on mine, don't judge me because you know what? Only God can judge me and God's the one that created my body in the first place to accept the food that makes me feel the best and where I can function at my prime, at my optimum, you know? (laughs) I mean, I wish I didn't have to spend $60 on meat every week for my kid and I. I wish we could just be like, cool, here's $20 for the whole week for two people, (laughs) you know, fruits and vegetables. It's very cheap for fruits and vegetables here. That would have been freaking amazing. But sorry, you know, not everyone's the same. We're all totally different. And it's funny because I had just mentioned this a few days ago and then here this came into my energy field again. And I just think it's hilarious when, when vegans say things like, oh, the trees are alive. They're sentient. They totally know that you're there. Yeah, they do. That's true. But then they say, don't eat living animals. They're sentient. And then they go off and eat plants that were, hello, also sentient. Did you guys know that grass screams when it's being cut? So you're still causing suffering. It's like one cow that feeds 20 people versus, you know, you know, cutting the lawn. You just, you just hurt a million individuals. If you have a really small lawn, (laughs) I mean, there's not, you're not going to get away from the suffering of the world until you don't need to eat at all. (laughs) It's possible we're headed that way, you know, absorbing the light and whatnot. But uh, most breatharians have died (laughs) of malnutrition and starvation. First, they go a little crazy. But I just love that, that whole rationale that, oh, animals are sentient, don't eat them. And then they're munching on a carrot where they've killed the whole plant. It might not be the same level of sentience, but you don't know that. Because sentience is in the energy of the soul. It's not like your soul is not inside your brain. Your soul is inhabiting your body sentience is sentience and it's everything is sentient because everything every molecule atom neutrino gamma ray everything is god everything is god and god is the ultimate sentient being and it just kind of cracks me up though you know trees are alive don't eat animals they're alive and then they go and eat a bunch of living food i only eat living food uh wait a minute is your argument that I shouldn't eat something that used to be living? That's the argument, but now you're eating something that's still living? That's a little bit more grotesque if you look at it on an energy level. Just a little bit more, at least in my book. It, it, it just, but there's no, I mean, I'm not judging that, but it, it's weird that that's the argument. You know, I mean, I wish I could just eat fruits and vegetables all day long and nothing else. That would be so awesome. But. It's just not feasible for me, unfortunately. But I did. I tried for nine years, and then um, I was told that I had two years left to live. So I'm sorry. Push push comes to shove. I'm eating a damn steak. I'm getting out the A1 sauce, and I'm not looking back, and I'm not going to apologize for 
inhabiting a body that the creator made for me. You know, it's just the way it is. So I don't know. I think most of you are pretty cool with, you know, what you eat. I have a friend who's living mostly in the ninth dimension. I hardly hear from her because she's usually way the hell up there. She eats meat every night. You know, it has nothing to do with your vibrational levels. And, you know, before I have mentioned, and especially if you're new to the show, I'm going to mention it again, is that we, when you are a vegan and you're spiritual or a vegetarian, I have heard more vegetarians and vegans talk about how you have to ground, you have to ground, you have to constantly ground, just go to ground. You got to, you when you do your meditation, you got to ground first, got to ground, 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 ground. And I thought always that that was a little curious. It's like, huh, I always feel grounded. In fact, I'm always reaching up in the opposite energy, right? I'm always trying to lift my vibration focus in the spiritual realm, focus in the heavens. I'm too grounded, in fact, and I'm always having to go up, but I eat meat. And when I asked the the divine about this, that was the answer I got is that when you eat meat, you're already grounded. Some people smoke cigarettes and that grounds them. I'm not advocating smoking. It's not good for you. But even if you smoke weed, you know, when you um, do something like that, that's an action that grounds you automatically. Burning sage covering yourself in smoke grounds you automatically burning incense in your energy field is a way to ground you because you smell and put you right back in your body, which is a grounding energy. But, uh, people that eat meat always want to go up, 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 up and try to focus on raising the vibration high people. They're vegetarians and vegans already. Their vibration is so high, but it gets so high that they're floaty. You get kind of like, um, mentally not totally coherent and floaty. I know I did this for nine years. And so I was always like, Oh, I gotta go to ground. I gotta go ground. I've got to feel grounded. What am I doing? You know? And, (laughs) and so it's just two sides literally of the same coin. (laughs) And there's a million ways of being in the world. There's a billion, there's 7 billion ways of being in the world. No two people in the whole wide world are like not even identical twins. So anyway, I just thought that was weird. Like, why would you just, I mean, I don't know. I don't care. I mean, people do have a tendency to sort themselves the hell out of your life. And you know what? Thank God for that. You don't have to waste your time or your energy anymore when people sort themselves out. But I don't know. It was just like a bunch of lessons and reminders of lessons that I've already learned but you might be new to the show and maybe you didn't hear these yet. I have over, Oh God, what is it now? 230 episodes or something, maybe 250 by now. So it's now it's now it's too hard to catch up. (laughs) I mean, unless you listen to like four or five episodes a day, I don't know that you're going to be able to catch up anytime soon. If you do more power to you and thank you so much for listening. But You know, so sometimes I'm going to remind you guys of things, you know, lessons that you already know or lessons I already know, but I know there's going to be a lot of newbies coming in, people that are opening up now, awakening now, and they're going to need your help and mine to um, learn a lot of this stuff. I mean, I heard a story the other day of someone who just learned about reincarnation. I'm like, oh man, you know, (laughs) I think about all that I've been through since the 1980s and all I've learned in the past 34 years. It's like, 
overwhelming to think that they have like three to five years to learn what took me decades to learn, but we're going to help them. We're going to do our best because that's who we are. It's what we do. (laughs) Um, today, before I forget, we are 96 on the Ascension symptoms scale out of all the possible symptoms we can have that are bothering us. We're at 96% of that. That's good. We came down from yesterday. I think we were at 99 for the Lionsgate portal yesterday. So that's good. I have noticed that I've been um, able to function more. Very, very laser sharp focus today. And it's been, um, honestly, it's been good. It's been good. I um, came across a program I'm kind of excited about. I'm not going to mention it right now. But it's how to become a vibrational match to that which you want. It's some old information and some new information. So I've asked the person who put this out, who's advertising it right now on Instagram. I bought the program and I've asked her to come on the show. If she decides to, I'm sure this is going to be a really good interview. But I've been doing the program now. Uh, for a couple hours only and so far it's actually pretty cool all right tonight I am going to go over um, just some basic information about angels I'm going to cover several different angels not only that are mentioned in the bible but people who are psychic and understand who's out there what their names are what they do when when um, we come back after the break in a few moments, I'm going to go over that. It's just basic information, good to have. I went to the OneSpirit.com bookstore thinking, book club, thinking that I used to be a member. I used to buy, oh my God, I mean, I probably bought 200 books from these people over the years, <laughs> you know, and they had these amazing books on angels. I was always interested in angels. Um, I, uh, I went to their website today and they had like one book on angels. It was very, very, uh, watered down type of book. What didn't look like it was terribly informative. It's a book that I think I did buy and I was frankly kind of disappointed in it. And then all the other books under the angels category were like Daniel Steele novels that had nothing to do with angels and fiction books that had nothing to do with new age, anything And one spirit literally was supposed to be about new age books. What the heck is going on in the U S I haven't been a member of them for, Oh, about eight or nine years, but they really went downhill, right? I mean, they didn't have my information because it's been so long. And I didn't sign up because I don't really want to use my address in the U.S. And I don't really want to order anything. I just was looking for the name of a specific book that I just, I loved so much. And I really wanted to recommend it to you guys. I think it was called A Book of Angels. And it was really incredible. It was like, it didn't open normal. It opened like in the middle and the two flaps opened out. And then there was, um, just full color, glossy photos. It's a gorgeous book. It's an expensive book. I mean, I think I paid 20 or $30 for it. 
and it might have been a little bit more than that, but I got it on a discount and because I had ordered so many books from the club. And it was a really good book, and I heard of angels that I hadn't heard of before in that book, and I'm just so mad that I can't find even the name of the book. I was hoping I could find it online, maybe buy it on Amazon so I could reference it during the show tonight, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't find it. So bizarre. I don't know. Maybe... Maybe what happened, I just, (laughs) I don't know. I I hopped a timeline and I'm on my final timeline and not on the timeline in which that book exists. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea. Anyway, let's get to it. Disclosurenews.it in Italy, the Schumann Resonance News is as follows. 11 a.m. UTC time. After the powerful peak yesterday, the activity remained calm until 4 UTC today, when movements created two consecutive peaks at 20 hertz. After the slight activity, the situation became calm again. At 15.30 UTC, it says still light activity from around 10 UTC, very slight variations have started, but have led to a peak at 39 hertz at 14 UTC. (laughs) Oh gosh, and this evening report at 1700, I'm gonna read it to you and none of us are gonna understand it. It says, Dopo il piccio reportado in precedenza la Vita andata calando fino a Yakama. All right, I'm gonna try with very little Italian that I do know because io parlo l'italiano ma non molto bene. <laughs> I speak a little Italian but not very well, <laughs> and also I'm fluent ish. Más o menos en español. And so it's a little bit like Spanish. It's so. Do, dopo el pico, or picho, reportado. Okay. After we, retor- re, we reported what was proceeding, the activity was finally reaching calm. <laughs> it's like... Suddenly, the report's in Italian. Oh, my God. (laughs) Pretty awesome, though. I love Italian. I love Italian people, Italian food, and the Italian language is really awesome. I just had to read that. (laughs) That's hilarious, right? (laughs) All this time, all this time, and suddenly it's in Italian. Dude, no way. I love insane surprises. That was an insane surprise. (laughs) All right, we're going to go over, well, six cities and their Schumann resonance hertz frequencies for four different times. We're going to start with California. Excuse me. California started off at midnight at 140 hertz frequency. An hour later at 1 a.m., they went up to 142. At 2, they were up to 146. At 3, 149. And finally, the Hertz frequency in California at 4 a.m. 
was 152 hertz frequency. In Hofuf, Saudi Arabia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, the hertz frequency started off at 90 hertz. At midnight, went down to 89 at 1 a.m., remained there until 3 a.m. where it went to 87 and then down to 86 at 4 a.m. and that's for Saudi Arabia. And in Lithuania, the hertz frequency was pretty high. (laughs) Oh my, 240 hertz frequency at midnight, went down to 237 an hour later, an hour after that, 236, and finally reaching um, at 4 a.m., 232 hertz frequency, which is still quite impressive. I mean, that's that's huge. That's that's a lot. 240s, 230s, 240s. That's very high vibration. Now, Alberta, Canada, the one we've been watching, <laughs> because they go from like 396 to a couple days later zero. I mean, Alberta, Canada is the the wild card one. <laughs> 273 hertz frequency at midnight. It remained so until uh, 2 a.m. where it went up to 276. And 277 was seen in Alberta, Canada at 3 a.m. And finally at 4 a.m., the hertz frequency for the Schumann residence in Alberta, Canada was 280 hertz. Wow. Northland, Northland, New Zealand was at 130 hertz at midnight and it stayed that way well until 4 a.m where it went up to 131 and my favorite city to pronounce even if i'm pronouncing it wrong it's still fun to try to say <laughs> halului in halului south africa we have 108 hertz frequency on the schumann resonance scale It went down an hour later to 106 and then 105 at 2 a.m., 103 at 3 a.m., and 102 at 4 a.m. So, I don't know. I mean, it's still really high. That's really good indicators, scientifically speaking, that we're definitely, definitely in... We're definitely in the uh, fifth dimension, right? All right, we're going to go now to... I'm looking at the the, uh, Course in Miracles and the lesson is so much like yesterday. I have to make sure I'm not on the wrong lesson. So, all right, we... I was on the wrong lesson. All right. Yesterday's lesson was I am the light of the world. And lesson 62 in A Course in Miracles, you can read these for yourself all the way through. I'm just going to read a couple thoughts from it today. ACIM.org or go to your friendly neighborhood Play Store or iTunes Apple Store. I don't know what it's called. I can't afford an iPhone, so... And plus, even if I could, they, they break in like two seconds. I'm forever dropping my phone. 
<laughs> I, I prefer the plastic, plastic screen, please. <laughs> here's $1,100. Boom. Oh, no, I dropped it. Oh, here's another $1,100. Sorry. It's just too ridiculous. I wish they weren't so breakable. Because <laughs> they are pretty cool phones. But anyway, <laughs> uh, lesson 62 today is forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. Forgiveness is my function as the light of the world. It is your forgiveness that will bring the world of darkness to the light. It is your forgiveness that lets you recognize the light in which you see. Forgiveness is the demonstration that you are the light of the world. Through your forgiveness does the truth about yourself return to your memory. Therefore, in your forgiveness lies your salvation that is in direct alignment with the channeling I did last night so if you haven't forgiven yourself for something it's time you do it's high time you do Uh, forgiveness is my function as the light of the world I would fulfill my function that I may be happy I would remember this because I want to be happy those are indeed further thoughts in tonight's lesson, lesson 62 in a course in miracles. Okay. I'm going to take a quick break and you should go grab some, I don't know what (laughs) watermelon, you know what? Watermelon is really good in ice cold vodka. (laughs) If you don't drink and I can't tempt you and just don't listen to me. If you don't drink, go get sparkling mineral water. And float some fruit in that. It is so good. One of my favorite things to do on those hot summery days. And if you're in the U.S., this might be, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. That's cool. If you're in Europe, you got to learn how to live like people in the U.S. when it's so, so hot. So there's a little clue. (laughs) We like to put fruit in our water. It's called an infusion. It's excellent and refreshing celery and watermelon are two fruits that make you feel cool when you eat them and when you drink their juice it will cool you down I've just you know these heat waves I've been really uh, worried about everybody around the world because it's getting out of hand oh before I go uh, for the break I wanted to tell you that if you go look at what's going on in Greenland right now there was on there was a report on YouTube from CNN where the sled dogs that usually run across the snow are running on top of glacial ice, but their feet are half a foot into melted water. It was the most insane thing I've seen in a long time. I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it. They're just running in water now. (laughs) <laughs> the sled dogs. I mean, that's got to be uncomfortable and awfully cold. And they were panting, though, because they were so hot. They even showed um, a man who said he can't he can't hunt what he used to or how he used to because he can't walk there on the ice anymore because the ice is gone. So he's got to go there by boat. And he said that the elders of his tribe for many generations have held on to a sacred prophecy that one day there will be no ice 
in their lands any longer and it will become lush and green once more. Crazy, right? (laughs) That's just some food for thought. I wanted to let you guys think about that. Chew on that while you go look for something else to chew on. (laughs) Or drink, or I don't know what you guys do, but get something, get comfortable, maybe get a notebook if you want to. Write all about angels. You might find this very interesting. You might want to keep the information. And if you don't have one handy, you could always listen to it again later because all of my archives are for free and available for everyone forever. Okay. Well, as long as the internet exists. (laughs) Be right back. Hi guys, I know that it's summertime, it's August, I was born in August, and I know this is a hot, hot month, especially if you're in the United States, and now we've sent the hotness over to Europe. (laughs) So if you are enjoying the summer heat, but you're not enjoying what it's doing to your skin, I may have a solution for you. CTFO known for its high quality CBD oil hemp products. CTFO stands for change the future outcome. Of course, this is changing the future outcome of your skin, your life, and well, maybe your pocketbook if you decide to join the business for absolutely free. And the link is provided for the products and the business right in this show's description. I just wanted to let you know real quick that CTFO has a brand new full spectrum CBD oil, hemp oil infused SPF 30 sunscreen. So this looks amazing. This is really going to help you out with those fine lines, dark spots, and skin aging that normally would occur if you did not use any protection at all. Uh, As you know, CBD oil does help against free radicals. It helps get rid of wrinkles. It reverses skin conditions such as ruddiness, breakouts, and also inflammation in the skin. So this is a gentle sheer formula enriched with antioxidants and it protects all skin types as well as being water resistant we also have a new after sun skincare cream filled with vitamin d and as you know your skin would love to absorb the vitamin d not just from the sun but also from the cream after you're out of the sun remember we talked about a couple weeks ago how vitamin d can help you absorb things like magnesium potassium vitamin c and it goes down to the bone and it makes you so healthy vitamin d is excellent and here it's this this cream this after sun skincare cream has loads of vitamin d so if you want to check it out yeah if you don't want it that's cool if you want to check it out there is a link in the show's description just wanted to let you guys know
right, guys, since I have not been able to locate the book I was looking for, and I did want to mention, um, even though she's totally against everything she's ever done in her life, Doreen Virtue did have some amazing books that are still available. I mean, you can't stop a publishing contract just because you change your mind about your beliefs. So it is available. <laughs> Anything from her is excellent. Um, <laughs> all of her books were wonderful. I don't know why she did what she did. But anyway, um, there's that. And also, uh, Sylvia Brown had an amazing book about angels. And she talked about what I'm about to talk about, um, like, really in depth. And uh, then this other book that I, God, I just wish I could remember. I literally think it was called A Book of Angels. And it was like a, a blue on the outside cover, various shades of blue. It was like kind of a blended two or three shades of blue together. And then you open it, it was just so, so wonderful. I mean, full color, glossy. I, I, I really miss this book. All right. Um, the Nine Orders of Angelic Beings. And you can find this on newagegathering.com forward slash angels dash and dash the dash angelic dash realm. Without the dashes. <laughs> newagegathering.com forward slash angels and the angelic realm. With dashes between all the words. All right. Uh, again, this is this stuff is also. I mean, this person might have taken this directly from Sylvia Brown's book on angels, which had all of this listed. All right. So there's nine levels or hierarchy of angels, and the number one is seraphim. The seraphim is the highest order of the highest hierarchy. And they are celestial beings that surround the throne of God. They sing the music of the spheres and regulate the movement of the heavens as it emanates directly from God. Now, the second order of um, angels or hierarchy is the cherubim. The cherubim or cherubim and whatever cherubim are beyond the thrones they are guardians of the light and of the stars. They are obviously remote from our plane of reality, as are all angels. But they can still touch us with their light because they are radiating so bright. The divine light that filters down from heaven is from them directly. Number three is the thrones. Oh, this is their thing. It says... Um, says Lucifer or Satan or the devil is known as the angel of light whom God's light shone through before his sin against God. He was not a cherubim. I don't know why on this website it says cherubim and then Lucifer, but he was known as the angel of light and he basically just decided that he didn't want to stay in heaven anymore and led a rebellion and a lot of the angels fell to earth. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. So after the cherubim, the third one is the thrones. The first order in the third sphere is the thrones. They are companion angels of the planets. The fourth one is called the dominions. Dominions are heavenly beings 
that govern activities of the angel groups <clears throat> that are lower than they are. So it's like kind of, you know, angelic bureaucracy. <laughs> uh, they integrate the spiritual and material worlds. They take their orders directly from God, as do all angels, by the way, every single one of them. They don't contact us. They work in the upper realms, but it's still connected, obviously, to our reality. And so the next group are the virtues. Number five, beyond the powers are another group of beings called the virtues. They are of particular importance to us because they beam out massive levels of divine energy. That's what says that they're important to us. Now, I agree with that the virtues are probably sending us all kinds of massive amounts of energy to help change our DNA right now. And again, all angels answer directly to God. Lucifer is the only one that the first one that went against God. And then he took other angels that went with him. He was the most beloved angel. Everybody loved him. Like God loved him the most supposedly because of how he was perfect and his light shone so perfect. And then, you know, he just decided to do his own thing. <laughs> so God basically made hell and made him in charge of it. But like all angels, he doesn't really, you know, he's still an angel. Even though he's the devil, he's still an angel. Um, let's see. Six is the powers. This one's very interesting. It says here, the first order of the second sphere are the beings that have been known as powers. They are bearers of conscience, conscience of all of humanity. They keep the collective history. So in a way, they're kind of like the high priestess. And it says the angels of birth and death. Yay. All right. Are in this category. <laughs> If you've been with me for a while, you know that I was supposedly, I was Azrael, the original angel of death. The current angel of death, I call him Harry. <clears throat> Today he told me his real name was Har, Hari, uh, Hari Rael, I think. Hari Riel or Hari Rael. The second one. Okay, he's here with me. Hey. Harry Rael. That's his name. So that's why I've been calling him Harry for my whole life. I never even know. I didn't even know that. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But okay. the um, So the angels of birth and death, <laughs> which is, I don't know what the angel birth is. I don't know what um, her name is. <clears throat> I was the angel of death, the original, but I was asked by God, supposedly, to... Um, follow Lucifer down and see what, what he's up to. You know, wanted to keep an eye on him and all of the, his minions that followed him. And I didn't know any of this. I mean, my whole life I felt very close to angels. I always loved angels. I was always interested in it. And I didn't know anything about it until about my part in it, supposedly until I met the embodiment of Melchizedek. And he told me basically what I already knew. I was, I was, I was assigned by God to help this person. And God said, it'd be better if you're his girlfriend. So I was this guy's girlfriend. He was a hot mess, hot, beautiful, sexy man, but he was a hot mess. (laughs) 
And I was told to stay with him for three months, guide him, bring him back to God. That was my assignment. I'm like, oh, great. And he was, oh my God, such a handful. But I did. I mean, when we parted ways, he believed in God. He was an atheist when I met him. So at least that was one I didn't lose. (laughs) And during that time, Mikhelzadek showed up and he was like always dressed like crazy, like biblical times, like freaking sandals and long white robes. It's like, where do you even get an outfit like that? That is insane. Where did you get that outfit? And he would like go off to wherever he went off to randomly. And then he'd come back. And sometimes he'd come back with a bag of avocados. And he said, this is good for your health. I want you guys to have this. And then he'd like go off again. And we, we never knew where he stayed. He have, He didn't have any money. We were feeding him all the time. But he shone bright inside. He was like an angel and I recognized him when I saw him not as Mikhelzadek but just as hey I think I knew you from another life or something you're familiar and he says to me well that's because we fell to earth together to watch after Lucifer and the rebellion of angels and I'm like okay this guy's like super crazy (laughs) he's like you gotta hear me out you and I were asked by God you're fallen you're fallen angel that's why you're human now but have you ever thought you were divine I'm like what like Wow, how strong is that weed you're smoking, man? And, (laughs) you know, but he told me that and it was just like, there's something about it that clicked. And he's like, you were the original angel of death. And I'm like, whoa, holy cow. That's, wow, I think I better keep an eye on this guy too. (laughs) But then when he said, and this is what gave me pause, made me think like maybe it's true. He said, well, God told me that I came here to, uh, that I'm here to, uh, I work for God. I'm like, well, so do I. He's like, why? I have to watch you guys. I have to take care of and protect your family while you're taking care of and protecting this guy. That's your boyfriend. I'm like, yeah, well, I'm here to protect him and take care of him and bring him back to God. And he goes, well, I know that I was told that that's what's going on and I'm here to help you. So he knew my mission before I told him. So that was really bizarre. (laughs) And I started to believe it. And over the years, my family's kind of adopted the idea that, yeah, I was the original angel of death. My youngest son went out and got a tattoo of the angel of death. It's on his chest above his heart. And people go, whoa, why would you get that tattoo? And he says, well, it's to remember my mother, (laughs) who's the angel of death. So... It's just kind of become a thing. We, you know, who knows for real if it's true or not, but I believe it. I really believe it. I was given several assignments and anyway, if you go back and listen to my other, my other, I just looked at my, oh God, it said 11, 11. And I looked again, it said 11, 13. So yeah, there we go. <laughs> More confirmations, I guess. It is real. It's true. And it's probably why Lucifer, before he left, the earthly plane and he's gone now, but he came in and hung out with me for like days. And that makes sense, right? And if Azrael, the angel of death and Lucifer, the angel of hell are friends because of our brothers, you know, basically. And because he was, you know, in charge of all the bad souls or whatever, I don't know, but you put yourself in hell and then you can leave whenever you can get out of that loop that you put yourself in whatever you feel guilty about 
Yeah, that's a whole nother thing. That's a whole nother level of conversation. But I didn't ever really know this. The angels of birth and death are in this category. And the powers. Anyway, it says they are able to draw down and hold energy of the divine plan the same way that trees draw down the energy of the sun. In this way, the powers can send all of us a vision of a world spiritual network. Well, that makes sense that that's what I'm doing right now, huh? I did set up a grid around the earth. I've I've worked with several grids around the earth, so I guess I'm still doing that work. That's pretty cool if this is all true. (laughs) All right. Now it says the third sphere are the principalities, archangels, and angels, and they're, they function as the heavenly messengers. Okay, so seven is the principalities. Beyond the group of archangels are the principalities. They are the guardian angels of all large groups, cities, nations, um, multinational corporations. Um, you know, it's... It says here that they might be accurately called integrating angels. Well, when the United States was being formed, which I don't want to talk about how that happened. I do not like how it happened. But when George Washington was basically made the first president, he was elected as president. He actually was visited by a principality who came and said this nation will be blessed and I'm the angel of the United States of America and so the story goes pretty interesting story and said that the country shall be blessed by God now it makes me wonder that 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 must have been happening in every single country on earth because obviously not one country is better or more blessed than any other country We're all equal in the eyes of God and God loves us all and loves everything that we've created. Even the negative, seemingly negative stuff is just a way of understanding oneself from the opposite side, the opposite viewpoint. As we talked about yesterday, as God spoke through me yesterday for this, you know, with this information. So, all right, let's see. Archangels. Beyond the angels are the beings who we call archangels. You guys know of the main four, Gabriel, Mikael, Raphael, and Uriel. Now, there are three others mentioned in the Bible, and there's more than these. Of course, there's more than these. We also have, okay, now, Archangel Michael is the angel that's related to Sunday. Archangel Gabriel is related to Monday. Archangel Raphael is related to Tuesday. Archangel Uriel is related to Wednesday. Thursday's angel is Salafiel. And Friday's angel is Raguel, but it's also, he's known as Jagudiel, or Jagudiel. Raguel is how I know him. I've always heard, I've heard these names since I was a kid. I grew up Catholic, not even Christian now. You don't need to be Christian to believe in God or the angels, by the way. Um, Saturday's angel is Barakiel. So if you were going to say light a candle, 
and ask for the day to go well, those are the angels you would call upon for those days. You know, so it's Saturday. Tomorrow you could say, hey, Belachiel, is it possible to bless my day and all the people around me? Bless all the people on earth today. Thank you. You know, why not? You light a little candle, light some incense, you know, ask him to kind of keep people safe. Might be a nice thought, right? Now, um, beyond the archangels, we have angels, okay? Just the normal angels. And they're considered to be the last order, but they are the closest to humanity. The angels, the just the day in and day out angels are our holy guardian angels and they help us shift our vibration and our focus and our concentration and raise our consciousness with all those pesky little tones you hear in your ears. A lot of times, if it's not straight up tinnitus, a lot of times it is angels. You have your holy guardian angel who has been with you since you first were born in your first lifetime. That same exact angel is with you throughout all of your lifetimes. And you can see her or him or them. Sometimes they're very androgynous. Everyone has a different angel. Your angels are with you when you're in heaven as well. You can see them, talk to them, hold their hand, ask them anything because they know everything about you. And they've been with you since the beginning of time in which you were created. So there's many different kinds of angels and they all have different functions, right? So you can think about uh, angels as just companions. They're celestial beings, but they're on earth. There was a story I read um, a number of years ago about a man and a woman who were friends and they're walking and contemplating life and having conversations. And they were walking in the woods, in the forest, during autumn, with the crispy leaves underneath their feet crunching. And the and the um, leaves were all kinds of gold and oranges and reds. And so they're on this beautiful trip, you know, little day trip, you know, or walk in the forest. And they were talking and then they got really quiet. And a few seconds later, overhead, they heard a choir of angels singing. And they looked up and they could kind of make out the outlines of angels singing. And then the angels looked down and realized they were being seen and then they disappeared. On YouTube, there was a recording made, well, it was a recording made not on YouTube, but they put it up on YouTube later. There was only a few people singing a song for their church they were practicing. But when they played it back, the recording that they had made to see how they sounded, it sounded like there were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people singing. And it was very elevated in energy and vibration. So I think the angels interact with us all the time. When you see a cloud that's shaped like an angel, it might be your holy guardian angel, or it might be just an angel, you know, that's kind of giving you messages. They are the messengers. 
So it says here, as we enter a time of increased love and light on the planet, they will not need to guard us as much, but they would rather be our guides to greater and even greater consciousness. This I agree with. I, I think this is absolutely true. My, um, I have talked about my mom and grandmother having met angels. I've talked about my stories, um, meeting angels. Um, I've had like several angels sent to me at once to help me out of a dangerous situation. And then after, you know, they just, they just sped off in a car. (laughs) I mean, I, I, if you go back to my angel, um, encounters, I think I called it. I can't remember now. I do have another episode about these stories, stories of angels. Tonight, I'm just going to go over who are the angels, basically. All right. So the angels, of course, that we're the most familiar with. We're going to start with the most popular one. If you ever watched the TV show Lucifer, written by Neil, Neil Gaiman, Gaiman, G-A-I-M-A-N, Gaiman, and he has, you know, he's not the only writer, but I think it was one of his ideas to make this show. Uriah, was it Uriel or, no, is oh gosh, Amenadiel was really upset at the, like someone mentioned Michael and he's like, God, like he's so like, cause he gets all the press, right? Archangel Michael was made a saint by the Catholic church. So he's gained all of the press as far as all of the angels go. He is a warrior angel and he is acknowledged by religions all around the world. He, uh, it says that he's believed to be the one that appeared to Moses as a fire in the burning bush. But I have a feeling that was actually Archangel Gabriel, but who knows? It says that that's that I thought I didn't know it was Michael. But uh, I know that he has rescued people throughout history. Archangel Michael is a warrior angel. He is pretty kick-ass. He wears usually a red robe and armor. He has a sword in his hand and the scales of justice in the other. I had a near-death experience where he appeared to me. And he said, okay, you have a choice. You can come with me and we'll go to heaven together. And that'll be it for this life. Or... You can, and then you have to come back through. I think he said 30 more times. I'm like, and I was, and he was laughing because I had said that to a couple of people. And I'm like, yeah, right. I don't want to have to come back here 30 more times. I want this to be my last life. It's over. I'm not coming back. And so he said, or you're going to die right now. And you could go through a lot of hell before you get to your heaven on earth. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I stayed and I'm here now doing the show for you guys. So, but Archangel Michael, I've seen him with my eyes. He appeared, he appeared before me. So he's very special to me. I've always loved him. And my God, is he a good looking angel (laughs) with his washboard abs and his beautiful blonde hair, kind of sandy blonde hair, beautiful angel. I had a friend who had a near-death experience, and he appeared to her, too, and she said, Oh, my God, he's such a hunk hunka angel. <laughs> and if you guys have ever seen Michael with John Travolta, 
you know, yeah, how he like ushers like all these women into his hotel room. It's hilarious, right? But he's got that reputation as, you know, <laughs> that hunky, hunky angel. He's very sexy as far as angels are concerned. I don't know if you're supposed to think of angels as sexy or not, but. <laughs> okay, what it says um, uh, to Christians, Archangel Michael is the one who informed Mary of her approaching death. In Islamic lore, it says that his wings are the color of green emeralds and covered with saffron hairs, and each of them contain a million faces and mouths and as many tongues, which in a million dialects implore the pardon of Allah. I I don't know what to make of that. That doesn't sound plausible, but I thought that was very interesting. Uh, green emerald that's interesting because it hasn't that color come to us quite a bit lately I know that Archangel Raphael's color is green emerald emerald green color Um, also I know that Archangel Michael has an invisible cloak not the invisibility cloak of Harry Potter but very similar he can shield you from being seen by those that would harm you if you call upon him he can cut away from uh, negativity and attach spirits with his sword and his scales of justice. He will even out everything. He is a balancer of karma. You can ask him to help you with this stuff. Okay. He is known uh, for his fighting. In the Dead Sea Scrolls, Archangel Michael emerges as the Prince of Light, fighting a war against the Sons of Darkness in which he leads an angelic battle against the legion of the fallen angel Belial. Belial. Um, All right. It says that um, when Satan and the fallen angels were driven out, Archangel Michael was the one that led them, led the battle against them, like kicking them out of heaven. Uh... It says that he weighs the souls of the dead, and that's what the scales of justice are. It's related to karma. And basically, you're free to pass into heaven, as one of the tales say, if you are, if you can take your soul and weigh it against a feather, and the scales are still balanced, your soul is not heavy, then you can enter the gates of heaven. How true any of this is, I don't know. I'm just telling you some of the stories, okay? Archangel Gabriel, he's the one that told Mary, Mother Mary, that she was pregnant with child. He also came and pronounced uh, to Elizabeth that she was going to be giving birth to John the Baptist, who was Jesus's cousin, Brother Yeshua's cousin. Gabriel also is a spirit who dictated the Quran to Prophet Muhammad, praise and blessings be upon all of them. And he parted the waters of the Red Sea so that Moses and the Hebrews could escape from the Pharaoh's soldiers. He also inspired Joan of Arc. He's written many, many books over the years. I believe I heard he was responsible as well for writing the book of Urantia, which is a book that appeared literally randomly. 
It's a book that appeared randomly inside this man's safe in his home. The safe was empty and locked, woke up in the morning, went to open it, and there's this book. So, weird story, right? Again, I don't know anything about the veracity of it, but (laughs) I thought I'd relay it to you here. Archangel Raphael, (coughs) he is a beautiful, endearing, beautiful, wonderful angel. I love him very much. He is a healer. Um, Oh, yeah, by the way, I wanted to tell you before I forget, Archangel Gabriel is often seen with holding a scepter or a lily in his hand. He has very long hair and multicolored wings. I believe his hair is kind of blonde. Archangel Michael's appeared with black hair, dark brown or blonde, just depending. And I think that everyone sees things in their own perception of things. So, you know, there's always different ways that people appear or angels appear. Archangel Raphael... His colors, I I keep feeling like Archangel Gabriel's colors are gold. Possibly the yellow, but mostly gold. Archangel Raphael's colors are emerald green because he is a healer. He is here to heal people and heal the earth. He is there for people who are traveling and he is a guardian angel for uh, children and teenagers and babies of course he let's see says the ruler of the second heaven shows up in Christian paintings carrying a pilgrim stick a wallet and a fish (laughs) it's very strange I don't know anything about that what does that mean but I don't know Maybe he made a poisson d'avril <laughs> where you, where you make someone a fool on April fool's day and call them the fish of April. Okay. Probably that's not him. He basically, he's a medical a- angel. He heals everybody. He heals everybody. He says that he healed Abraham's circumcision. He had when he was an older man. Some of these stories are so bizarre. He was sent to cure poor Jacob's thigh after Samuel roughed him up. (laughs) I don't even, I don't know this story at all. I should, I'm an ordained minister. I don't remember these stories at all. It's very strange. I do remember about Abraham working with him a lot, mostly with Gabriel though. Um... It says uh, Raphael has been called a guide in hell, which obviously is where healing is needed the most. Obviously, when you're beating yourself up over something or guilty over something you've done, then um, that's where you're going to go until you work it out. So I can imagine he's always down there or over there, wherever hell is. Um, It says that Archangel Raphael is the one who delivered the gift of a magic ring with the power to subdue all demons to uh, King Solomon. And 
the, the legend is Solomon um, prayed to God for aid in the building of the great temple in Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a seat of a lot of magical power, angelic, godlike power. I mean, all magical power comes from God because everything comes from God. Anyway, Archangel Oriel is ranked as a regent of the sun, flame of God, cherub, and a seraph, like a seraphim. He is the presider over Hades. I don't know if that's hell or just the Greek hell or something slightly above hell, supposedly. I don't know. But he is the archangel of salvation. He is considered to be one of the angels of the presence. He has the highest. It says he's um, only the highest of the volt, highest voltage angels, the ones that carry the most intense power and energy, highest vibration, can sustain the presence of God directly. And Oriel is the spirit who stood at the gate of the lost Eden with the fiery sword in his hand. He was the one that I think cast them out. Well, God cast them out, but he kind of was like the bouncer. <laughs> it says that in the book of Enoch, um, Oriel was the one sent by God to warn Noah of the impending flood. And it's written that he disclosed the mysteries of the heavenly arcana to Ezra. And he also led Abraham out of Ur in the Chaldean region. I did read this in my spiritual lessons. I did read something about that story, about Archangel Oriel. It's uh, claimed that Oriel brought divine alchemy to Earth and also gave us the, Kab- the Kabbalah, the teachings of the Kabbalah. And the Hebrew mystic traditions are attributed to Archangel Oriel. Now, Metatron is a cherubim, but Metatron is an enormous angel. He's very, 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 very big. When he appears, he's huge. So... It says, uh, the meaning of his name has never been satisfactorily explained. See, most angels have E-L, L. I think that stands for Elohim at the end. I mean, even supposedly my name, Azrael. We all have, um, not Israel, but A-Z-R-A-E-L. We all have like an E-L at the end, right? All angels do. But Metatron, very strange. And it says here, his name has never been explained. It's just, he is one who occupies a throne next to the divine. It says that he um, holds the highest ranking of the angels. He is um, basically related to the prophet Enoch who was taken to heaven and transformed into an angel of fire with 36 pairs of wings to continue his days of a celestial scribe. He is a liberating angel, Archangel 
Metatron. And he wrestled with Jacob. Actually, he's not an archangel. I think I just screwed that up. He is a cherubim, sorry. Because he's closer to God than the angels and archangels. He is the tallest of all the heavenly beings. And he... It says in Hebrew, the letters for him... I don't know. It says, in certain schools of mysticism, Metatron is the tallest of all angels or heavenly beings. He became known as Lesser Yahweh, Yod-Heh-Wah. In Hebrew, the letters L-H-W-H stand for the most sacred, unpronounceable name of God. I think that is a typo. It's actually Y-H, Yod-Heh-Wah. Let's see here. He has other names. Metatron has also been known as Yophiel, Surya, Lad, and Yahoel. Now, Melchizedek, this is the interesting one because this is the angel that I met. Melchizedek lived and taught 2,000 years before Brother Yeshua was the Christ. He was also known as the Sage of Salem. He is a high angel and he took form of in a very male body. And he appeared fully formed on earth as if he was human 2,000 years before Christ. And he was a servant of El El Leon, the Most High. That's what it says here. I don't know what that means. I think that might be El Elohim or something. Anyway, he set up a teaching year, a teaching center, and he taught for 94 years on earth. It says he delivered God's covenant to Abraham. Ibrahim is the name of Abraham in Islamic faith, in case you're Islamic listening to this. He introduced the revolutionary concept of salvation through pure faith to the thinking of the planet. That's what Melchizedek did. And he had a wide-flung missionary program. Well, when I met him, he was on a mission for sure. Um, He started uh, basically in Jerusalem, Salem in Jerusalem. It was called, before it was Jerusalem, it was Salem. He actually sent out missionaries that circled the globe. He's believed to be the father of the Elohim. The angels of the divine presence. So, um, let's see here. There's some other stuff. I'm not going to get into it too, too much. Um, Ariel, Ariel, which you all know this name as the mermaid in the little mermaid, but (laughs) Ariel, Ariel is one of the thrones. Like that's the kind of angel that she is. Um, let's see. We're not going to go by what John Milton said. He was a poet. And I don't, I think he was just making stuff up to be honest. But, um, <coughs> Ariel controls demons. She's been associated with Archangel Raphael to cure diseases as well. Israfel, I-S-R-A-F-E-L. His name in Arabic folklore means the burning one, is an angel of resurrection and song. 
So maybe if you're almost dead, he would be the one to call upon to help, maybe. He's the one that paved the way for Archangel Gabriel to um, be with Prophet Muhammad. He was with him for three years before Archangel Gabriel came to him. So very interesting. And by the way, you know, even though the the Quran was dictated by Archangel Gabriel through Prophet Muhammad, Prophet Muhammad did not know how to read or write. So he had to have scribes in the room who didn't didn't see anything. They couldn't see the angels at all. And with him, he also had um, Imam Ali, the first Imam, in you know, which is like basically the first saying the first minister or priest or whatever he was a baby when all this was happening and, and it took 26 years for the Quran to be written so pretty crazy right pretty crazy stuff it's interesting so this is a very interesting it says according to one variant of the Islamic Genesis account of Adam's creation, God or Allah, which is just means God in Arabic, sends Israfel, Gabriel, Mikael, and Azrael, which supposedly is me, right? The angel of death, out on a mission to fetch the seven handfuls of dust needed to make Adam. And everyone returned except for Azrael. <laughs> Probably because I'm a Virgo and I don't want to touch dirt. <laughs> I don't know how true any of that is. That's not even in the Quran. It says a variant, so that's like an aftermarket book. In the Quran itself, itself says, beware, books will come after trying to explain these words that are very simple to understand. So, okay. Um, we're going to get through as many of these as we can. Uh, um, the chief of the supreme mysteries is Raziel. He is the angel of secret regions. So if you want to know about the supreme mysteries and you're very spiritual and that's what you're, you're interested in, call upon Raziel, R-A-Z-I-E-L. Okay, I guess he's mentioned... As having had all the secrets of men, the secrets of mankind in the Zohar. So in the um, Jewish traditions, in the, uh, it would be the Judaism mysticism traditions. Okay, so it says... uh, this is an editor's note on the newagegathering.com website. It says, editor's note, to talk with your angels, you need to be clear. By clear, I mean you need to be free of emotions and thoughts that block your communication. Everyone has the ability to communicate with their angels. However, not everyone's willing to clear a path. I thought that was neat. That was, that was a cool thing. That's absolutely true. You have to be completely open. But remember the ki-asha exercise that we've been going through. You touch your forehead with any in your third eye with any of your fingers and just say ki asha three times with intent and power and you will be able to communicate more clear with you'll be able to telepath and see um, any messages that are being sent your way 
The guardian of the earth archangel Sandalphon, S-A-N-D-A-L-P-H-O-N. He is also the angel that oversees the making of the grids right now during the ascension. According to Why So Serious 24D on um, YouTube, uh, Sarah O'Brien mentioned this just a few days ago. I was really happy to hear that. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Now we know what's going on with Archangel Sandalphon. <laughs> he helps with planetary group work. He helps heaven and earth combine. I believe that he is holding the divine presence on planet earth. Um, in a way that he is helping us to ascend to the fifth dimension. And he, I feel like he's kind of overseeing a lot of it right now. So you could call upon him if you're having any questions or problems and ask him to send you messages in your dreams or maybe in the sky or you don't even have to specify to say, Hey, Archangel Sandalphon, can you send me messages what I need to do in order to raise my vibration up into the fifth dimension more. He'll probably be able to tell you. He teaches um, grounded and balanced spirituality and basically just living a balanced life. The angel of ascension though officially is Archangel Metatron. Cosmic consciousness and light body activation. Oh, I'm going to call upon him because I want my Merkabah lit. (laughs) Um, He creates a vortex of energy where he goes. He activates your eighth and it says through your 14th transcendental chakras. I thought we only had 12. So that's cool. If we have 14 chakras, he will activate and align it all. He's probably the one in charge of lighting up your Merkabah as well. He helps you with heightened transcendental meditation or any kind of meditation practice. And he'll help you light up your light body (laughs) and spiritual evolution can be had when you're in his realm within his presence so let's see here Um, Archangel Chamuel is known for her beauty and love she helps release the unconditional love that's locked in your heart and she'll help you release all of the negativity that was holding you back from feeling unconditional love. She will help you radiate joy, bliss, love, and help you to love again and play again in life. Chamuel is very loving. Zadkiel is an angel known for violet flame of freedom. Zadkiel means righteousness of God. The guardian angel of transmutation, transformation, joy and freedom, just the violet flame. Zadkiel is the archangel of mercy, teaches you how to trust in God when you've lost your way. You can ask the violet flame to come and consume, not but not burn you, but consume all of your dross, all your negativity and yucky energy. Archangel Shamael is an aspect of Archangel Metatron, Archangel of sacred sound, 
transformational vibrational healing probably I think a little bit related to the am I right about that God yeah okay he's related to the um, Schumann resonance sound hertz frequencies his color vibrations are gold violet and indigo by the way Archangel Michael is also indigo blue dark dark like a cobalt blue or indigo um let's see he could bring you insights and visions as well as just help burn up all the yuck that you have like from your past it's still attached and stuck to you if you can't get it unstuck he'll help you again that is Shamael now Archangel Haniel is a mystical warrior and she will help you with your clairvoyance, your insights. And if you are a spiritual warrior, she's going to be there with you to give you extra layers of spiritual and psychic protection. When you face negative and uh, hard obstacles and you're having a hard time fulfilling your life mission, call upon Archangel Haniel. Archangel Jophiel means beauty of God and connects you to your own beauty, your joy, bliss, intuition, perception, and your golden light of wisdom and all soul illumination can be attributed to Archangel Jophiel. Now, Archangel Zafkiel is sometimes spelled with the T, sometimes with the Z. He is the angel of cosmic contemplation. So if you need someone to be there with you while you're going through some of the deeper mysteries and you're meditating, you're really thinking hard, call upon Archangel Zafkiel, T-Z-A-P-H-K-I-E-L, Zafkiel. She he or she, you know, a lot of angels are, you know, genderless or combining both genders. This is a feminine watery aspect of creation. Zafkiel can nurture everyone and help you glimpse other realities so you can understand what's actually happening. He's non-judgmental. And love is unconditional because he's reflecting what God is. Non-judgmental and unconditional love. He will carry you when you feel weak, when you're feeling sick, to call upon him for physical and emotional and spiritual strength. Or her infinite compassion is the sea of our liberation. Archangel Raziel, R-A-Z-I-E-L, is... The Secret Mysteries Angel. We have already gone over that. This is listed twice. Um, all right. It says, um, yeah, the, the uh, Archangel Raziel is helping you open up your crown chakra with that violet flame, by the way. can help. He can help you purify yourself to be to take on the mantle of God. He's there for priests, prophets, messengers, um, anyone who's religious or deeply spiritual without religion. He can help you use your power wisely 
and help you um, understand your sacred self, including symbols of divine magic, quantum physics, and geometry. He could probably help you with your math homework. <laughs> it says that uh, the sacred s- symbols or secret symbols of divine magic are found in the book of Raziel, which was given to Adam and Eve. And the same book was given to Noah by Archangel Raphael. Very interesting. So these, so a lot of this is myth or legend. Maybe it's real stories. We don't really know. But those are some of the angels in the angelic realm. At least I learned a lot today. I hope you guys did too. I learned that <laughs> as the original angel of death, I came from the sixth level in the second sphere of the powers. Uh, uh, it says that there's stories of the angel of death, like killing people. I don't think that's true. I don't think the angel of death killed people. I, I know that as a shaman for many years, I have helped people cross over to the other side. So I've been doing that work that my original work before I even knew what, I am or was or is or I don't know if it's true I don't know I don't know if it's true or not true but I believe it I believe it because of all the evidence that's been presented to me and all the fun little coincidences that have happened when I started to think about it (laughs) but I'm not the angel of death now but I do work a lot with dead with spirits who need to cross over and they've had problems they come to me and they come to not just me but a lot of different people but I've met the angel the angel of chaos (laughs) I've met people that do chaos magic but I literally met the angel of chaos and he's living in Peru right now (laughs) I've met angels that say to me, I am half demon and half angel. My parents, one was an angel and one was a fallen angel who rebelled against God. And he struggles with that light and darkness within him all all the time. I, ever since I found out, or, you know, since I was told by Melchizedek who I am, that I have actually run across many people who know that they aren't just earth angels, but they were angels, angels, you know, that they came to, so there's fallen angels that were, that become demons or devils. And then there's the angels, angels who came to, for God, when God asked us to come here, we fell to earth on purpose to keep an eye on those people. I know I was here to keep an eye on Lucifer. (laughs) But he's gone back. He's no longer here. We're not being tempted. We're in the fifth dimension now. So all of that is... There's still some demons around, but they're they're leaving. I saw what I thought was a demon outside my window yesterday with his um, reddish, brownish wings with the... um, But it didn't feel evil. It was just... I saw it out of the corner of my eye flash next to me, and then it left, and I saw another one earlier... Today, that was yesterday and then today I saw one, but I asked and they're just fairies. So if you see something that looks scary like a demon, 
more often than not is probably just a fairy, a wee folk. And I think that they're showing themselves more to us as we go less dense and higher in vibration. And we're also going to be seeing more angels. So I hope this helped. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Metaphysical Soul Speak. Write me if you have any questions or need clarification because sometimes I'm not always clear. (laughs) I think I am and I go back and hear myself. I'm like, oh man, I forgot something. (laughs) So I don't know. There's a lot more to study with angels, but that's all I could come up with today because that book, I just couldn't find it. I was going to buy it and I couldn't find it. All right. I love each and every one of you. I wish you well on your journey and throughout your hours and days and moments. Just remember to always choose the highest path in every moment and just let go and forgive yourself. Forgiveness is the key to all of it. Love and forgiveness. All right. Well, that's all I got to say about that, guys. I will be back with all new original programming tomorrow, like always. But now... (laughs) I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the holy fifth dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you.